Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome the punt and pass podcast i'm your host drew butler usually joined alongside my co-host jake from he's not here yet yes he will be back for season seven of punt and pass he's got some important things going on right now notably in training camp with the nfl's washington commanders but rest assured jake is locked back in for season seven that's right season seven of punt and pass we are so fired up to get things underway college football season just a few short weeks away follow us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram i'm at drew butler on twitter and instagram jake of course is at jake from also check on puntandpass.com. yeah it's still up there puntandpass.com, your go-to source for all things college football currently has a couple of episodes of punt and the poor man on over at puntandpass.com. I got an update on that for you as well. But first things first, if it's Thursday, if it's Punt and Pass, you know exactly what that means. This episode of Punt and Pass is brought to you by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks. Yeah, that's right. Prize Picks is back. They're going to be our Thursday sponsor all throughout the season. It's been pretty good luck the past couple of seasons, especially if you're a Georgia fan because they are back to back national champions going for three in a row if you're looking for a better way to play daily fantasy look no further download the prize picks app now on your phone or head on over to prizepicks.com and i got a little gift for you if you haven't yet use the promo code punt p-u-n-t punt it gets you a deposit match up to 100 a free 100 all you have to do is use the promo code punt 
when you download Prize Picks or sign up on PrizePicks.com. Prize Picks is the leading over under fantasy game in the entire market. You pick over or under your favorite players, and you just sit back and enjoy the game. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds. You can now win up to 25 times your money on prize picks. So much going on right now, too. The Braves are just crushing Major League Baseball right now. They are an absolute freight train. And if you're itching for college football like we all are, you can head on over to prize picks right now and take a look at their preseason board. That's right. Brock Bowers, 700 and a half receiving yards for the entire season. Brock Bowers, seven and a half reception touchdowns for the entire season. Yeah, if you like that one way or another, probably the over, head on over to Price Picks. Fire up an entry. You can win 10 times your money. You can win 25 times your money, and Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100 if you use the promo code PUNT. We love Price Picks. You love Price Picks. Tell a friend. Tell a family member, tell your girlfriend or partner or whoever, use the promo code PUNT. They have been awesome partners for us over the past couple of seasons. They're back once again. And of course, every Thursday right here on Punt and Pass, we will dive in to that week's prize pick board to help you have a profitable 2023 college football season at prize picks. On Twitter and Instagram, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. All right, little housekeeping at the top of this Season 7 kickoff show. Yeah, I'm riding solo. The Season 7 kickoff show of Punt and Pass. I'm fired up, if you can't tell. Yes, Jake Fromm is back. Talk to Jake. He's like, dude, I'm so back. Had a blast last year. Georgia won the national championship. He's in. And I am fired up. So Jake Fromm will be back as my co-host for Punt and Pass all season long. Expect episodes every Monday, every Thursday. Yes, we're on YouTube. Yes, it's anywhere you get podcasts. Of course, puntandpass.com. But Jake is in training camp right now. So crushing it with the Washington Commanders. I know he had a great spring. I've been following along with him during training camp right now. Sam Howell is up there. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is up there. And they have a new offensive coordinator in Eric Bieniemy. So Jake is doing his thing when training camp ends and college football is back in season. He will be right back here on punt and pass. So I am super excited for that. I know everybody had a ton of fun tuning into punt and pass last year, especially following all the success of the teams that we love in and around the SEC, notably Georgia, as you can probably see from behind me. What has been going on with Punt and the Poor Man? Look, if you're subscribed to Punt and Pass, you've probably seen five episodes now that are in a little bit different format. Yeah, they're interview formats. They're evergreen. You can always go back to them. You can always check them out and listen to them. And my good buddy, Ryan Skates, the chairman of the board of the Poor Man's Game Notes, if you have not subscribed to the Poor Man's Game Notes, I don't care what fan you are of what college football team It's brilliant. It's so much fun to read. Uh, Ryan has built up an amazing audience with his newsletter, The Poor Man's Game Notes. We collabed in the offseason, and we've been doing some fun interviews with Georgia-adjacent, SEC-adjacent figures, talking to them about all things life, business, sports, music, 
anything and everything in between. And my idea around it was, hey, let's just put it on the punt and pass feed. I think our listeners will enjoy it. So we're going to continue to do episodes. And if we have a new one, we'll probably post it midweek. Let me know what you think about that. A punt and pass review show on Monday, as you come to expect with Jake and I. You're going to have your punt and pass preview show to get you ready for the weekend, get your bets and your prize picks entries all settled in uh, on Thursday or Friday, if that's when you listen to it. But if Ryan and I fire up an episode of Punt and the Poor Man and we get a great guest, we've got a lot lined up, I'd love to just throw it in the feed on Wednesday or on Tuesday, whenever we have it. So when you're bopping around or when you're in your car, uh, you might see more than two punt and pass episodes on your feed, one of them being an interview that you can jump in and out of whenever you please. Uh, If that's a little confusing to you or if it's something that you don't really like, I just thought, hey, why am I asking people to subscribe to another podcast? Why would I make our audience, our listeners have to do more when we can just bring you great content within one podcast feed. So Punt in the Poor Man has been an absolute blast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We did three episodes earlier in the spring as a proof of concept. Lauren Smith was phenomenal, had some great stories from him. Coach Chris Hack, the men's golf coach at Georgia, that was probably my favorite one. No offense to Lauren or my man, Jeff Dantzler. Jeff Dantzler, absolute legend around Georgia football, Georgia athletics, and Athens in general. He was great. Go back and listen to those. The more recent ones we've done, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He went to Georgia. We interviewed him. That was awesome. And Will Leach, who is a best-selling author and the founding editor of Deadspin.com, now lives in Athens. He's got a podcast of his own waiting since last Saturday. Uh, had a blast talking to Will. So those are the types of figures that we're getting. I have some names that we've reached out to to continue rolling out episodes of Punt and the Poor Man, which, again, will give you a little bit of reprieve in the week of heavy football talk it's fun. It's lighthearted. Uh, Ryan is brilliant with the poor man's game notes. So we've collabed, uh, as I said, on the early episodes of Punt and the Poor Man. It is the written word of the poor man's game notes collaborating with the spoken word of Punt and Pass to give you a visual experience with Punt and the poor man. So I'm fired up. That's kind of the lay of the land heading into the 2023 season. Yes, Jake Fromm is back. Punt and Pass is back. It's season seven, and there is so much to get to. So let's dive right into it. I want to hit three topics off the top around college football in general, college sports in general. And I know that we have not discussed it in depth right here on Punt and Pass. Yes, this is your seasonal podcast. We are back in the swing of things. I'd love to give you my thoughts on these three topics. And they, of course, are conference realignment. Yes, stick around with me for just a second. I will not bore you. They are around name, image, and likeness, of which I have a ton of experience with. I'll get into that. And then... We need football, okay? So my last point after touching on conference realignment and name, image, and likeness and the general state of college sports in general, I'm just going to tell you, we need football right now. It's August 16th. You're probably going to be listening to this on August 17th. High school football is on your televisions if you're in the greater Atlanta area. I said it earlier, the Atlanta Braves are an absolute freight train, but we need Georgia football. We need NFL football. We need any kind of football. And it's so close. I woke up this morning. It was like 63 degrees. That false fall that we're all so familiar with in Georgia. Conference realignment. All right. 
I'm not going to bore you. You should not worry about conference realignment. It is the reality of the situation. When you look at coaching contracts that have ballooned to 10, 12, 15 million dollars a year, when you look at the facilities that these top tier college football programs are living in that cost 80, 100, 200 million dollars, when you look at assistant coach contracts that are now north of two million dollars in some instances, the only thing that these universities have, the only choice that they have is to go chase more money. I think the brilliant part of this is that their intention is to continue to create a great product for the fans, for the viewers, for the consumers of college football to appreciate. Is it jarring at first? Yes, of course. There's no question about it. Do we like Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA in the Big Ten? Look, I think at this point, it doesn't even really matter. We've been living in conference realignment. Texas A&M and Missouri joined the SEC in 2012. That's 11 years ago. Guess what? Georgia has yet to play a game in College Station. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the fact that conference realignment was explosive 11 years ago hasn't necessarily even affected Georgia or a team that may or may not have been to College Station up to this point. It's just the reality of the situation. Are we moving towards the super conferences, like an AFC and an NFC in the NFL? I don't know. Maybe. Those decisions are way over my head. But again, and this kind of leads me into my next topic of name, image, and likeness, the beauty of what these universities are doing, the beauty of what these conferences are doing is that they're taking the wheel as a private entity. They don't have to answer to the federal government. They don't have to answer to the NCAA. Those two entities, the federal government and the NCAA, they're the public sector. They slow everything down. It's regulations. It's red tape. It's what can we avoid doing? What can we prevent you from doing? The universities and the conferences are saying, let's get bigger. Let, let's go get more money. Let's create more excitement, bigger TV contracts, more opportunities to play across the country. Let's build cooler stadiums. Let's create gigantic facilities that are otherworldly. That's the reality of college football. It's a big business. There's no doubt about it. And money drives all of these decisions. Rod Gilmore on ESPN, leading into my next topic, which is NIL, said he found it fascinating that when conferences and universities make these decisions, which are only driven by money, it's considered business as usual. However, when student athletes do the same thing in this new name, image, and likeness era, it's considered the wild, wild west. These kids don't know what they're doing. They're not making the right decisions. Why would they do this? It's not that hard. It's all about the money. It always has been. If you're listening to this, you probably make a lot of decisions in your life based around money. I know I do, and I know I probably would have if I had the opportunity when I was in college. There is a caveat to that, though, and I think that's where the disconnect comes from in growing college football because college football may not be the most important thing to an athletic association. 
I don't think any AD would say football is more important than a non-revenue generating sport, but undoubtedly it's the most impactful. Okay. Do not confuse importance with impact. College football has tremendous, overwhelming amounts of impact for athletic departments. And that's why they're making these decisions. Do not confuse importance with impact. Why do I say that? It's not fair to the volleyball teams, to the softball teams, to baseball, even in some instances, soccer, all your non-revenue generating sports for the student athletes on the West Coast to have to go play a volleyball game in Piscataway, New Jersey on a Tuesday. That's too tough. I think that's where you might see football and basketball simply break away from the NCAA. Yes, I know that sounds even more jarring. Break away from the NCAA, play by their own rules, and then you'll see the revenue, the non-revenue, excuse me, generating sports create their own sort of, or maybe they stay within the NCAA subsectors of scheduling to lessen the burden on the student athletes. Yes, they do have to go to class still. Yes, it is tough, that travel midweek when you have a lot more than just 12 regular season games, which, of course, football has. So why do I bring that into an NIL discussion? So much has been made about NIL and the lack of regulation, the lack of uniformity from federal government perspective. You've seen 15 bills now brought to the House, Congress, Senate. Can they agree on something? I mean, I wouldn't waste one second thinking about the federal government creating some sort of rules and regulations around name, image, and likeness. First and foremost, these legislators, they don't know shit about name, image, and likeness. It's a fact. They don't know anything about it. They would need to be educated so much by who? The people that they don't want to hear from, the actual student athletes, as to what is actually going on. How is it impacting these student athletes? What are they like? What are they not like? What would they like to see? If you read any of the articles about the proposed legislation, almost all of it, all of them have not taken any insight from current or recently former student athletes, which blows my mind. It, it honestly does blow my mind because these are the student athletes who actually have to deal with this new era of college athletics. You've got 60 plus, 70 plus year old, in most instances, men trying to create legislation that would only do one thing, limit what these student athletes can do. It's not going to happen. One, they're never going to come to an agreement. Two, nothing will pass the House and the Senate that will put legislation, regulations, uniformity around name, image, and likeness. And why should it? Why should the federal government get involved with how student athletes can make money on their name, image, and likeness while they're playing college sports? You saw it in the Austin case in the summer of 2021, the Austin case in which the Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing, unheard of in today's politics, nine to nothing against the NCAA. And that had nothing to do with NIL. That had everything to do with educational benefits that universities could provide to student athletes. The NCAA said your restriction of those benefits to a sector of citizens, student athletes, is 100% illegal. And they voted nine to nothing against it, 
which has completely hampered the NCAA. They will not do anything because they are so scared of fighting another class action lawsuit. If they try to limit $1 that a student athlete is currently making, there are two, I believe, class action lawsuits that are ready to be filed that will literally be the death of the NCAA. That's why they're begging the federal government for help. They want antitrust protection, and they want to make sure student-athletes can never become employees. That's what they're asking for. Read the bills. They want antitrust protection so they can limit what student-athletes can do and not have to deal with class action lawsuits, and they want to ensure that student-athletes will never become employees of universities. I I don't think they'll ever get antitrust protection. And two, quite frankly, I don't know if student-athletes want to become employees. Uh, I don't think I would have wanted to become an employee of the university when I was back in school. Those are my thoughts. This is a young market. Look, we're in the third year just now. Let it continue to mature. But that's my word of the wise. Let it continue to mature. Everything is okay for right now, all right? And if the NCAA really did want to wake up, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of examples of opportunities that have literally broken their guidelines, their rules and regulations, which they set forth, but the NCAA is not doing anything to enforce them. They're too scared. So they're completely derelict. The derelict NCAA is begging the only organization who is more incompetent than themselves for help, and that is the federal government. Let me repeat that. That is where we're at right now with name, image, and likeness. The completely derelict NCAA is begging the only entity in the entire country who is more incompetent than themselves, and that is the federal government. That might be harsh. It's the truth. That is the current state of name, image, and likeness. Would love your thoughts in that regard. If you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm right, let me know. We need football, okay? That's my third topic. We need football. I don't want to talk about conference realignment anymore. I don't want to talk about name, image, and likeness anymore. All I want to talk about is actual football on the field. So let's get to it. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Punt and Pass. It's the Season 7 kickoff show. I'm riding solo. It's Drew Butler. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Jake will be back in a couple of weeks. He's at Jake from puntandpass.com. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by, check the hat if you're on YouTube, Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Simply the best daily fantasy game. Simply the best daily fantasy app. On the market, there is nothing better. If you've been a longtime listener of Punt and Pass, then you've been on Prize Picks. There's no doubt about it. Prize Picks is the best. What they've done for the user, you who downloads the actual app and plays on Prize Picks, is tremendous over the past couple of years. An amazing partner. I mentioned it. Go there now, check out their college football season board. Brock Bowers, do you think he will have over 700 and one half yards? in 2023 do you think brock bowers will have over seven and a half total touchdowns reception touchdowns excuse me in 2023 i probably tick over to the reception touchdowns for sure 700 and one half receiving yards for 2023 georgia has maybe the best wide receiver room that they've had 
under Kirby Smart's head coaching era. Carson Beck, is that the guy? Is he going to have a lot to play with? We're going to dive into that in just a second, but download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, P U N T, PUNT. Tell a friend, tell a family member, gets you a 100% deposit match up to your first $100, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. Couple quick thoughts. One, the SEC will probably win the national championship again in 2023. I don't think I'm, uh, you know, really bringing some hot take right there. And I don't think LSU is going to win the SEC West. I'll get to that in just a second. A lot of love for LSU coming out of SEC media days. Georgia is the cream of the crop, right? Number one in the preseason coaching poll, right? Number one in the preseason AP poll. Dominic Lovett is a big-time transfer from Missouri, the speedster slot wide receiver, Ra-Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. I was talking about the receiver's room just a second ago. I think he could really come onto the scene later on in the season as well. Georgia's just got so much depth. They've got so much talent. They're going for three in a row, guys. I don't know what else to tell you. Georgia is going for three in a row in the schedule itself. The schedule itself is something. I know they were supposed to open with Oklahoma, and the SEC said you got to get rid of that home and home with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC in 2024. One of the biggest questions I've continued to get asked leading into preseason is what's the biggest change for Georgia? Yes, of course, it's the quarterback position. Carson Beck, he got a lot of play last year. Granted, it was in a lot of mop-up time as Georgia was crushing teams all season long, will Brock Vandergriff make a move? Will Gunnar Stockton make a move? We're coming up on the first real big scrimmage in camp. That's going to happen this weekend. All signs right now are pointing to Carson Beck being the guy waiting his turn. Here is what I think is the biggest change for Georgia heading into 2023. I think the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback is the biggest change for the Georgia football program heading into 2023. What do I mean by that? For the past two years, Stetson Bennett and Kirby Smart have been tied at the hip, whether you like it or not, okay? Stetson was Kirby's guy, and Kirby knew how he could treat Stetson Bennett, okay? Stetson says, in 2021, he was always looking over his shoulder. If I made a mistake in camp, if I made a mistake in practice, if I made a mistake in the game, he was scared that he was about to get pulled, JT Daniels would come in, right? That was in 2021. Even last year, Stetson said, hey, I felt much better because I knew that I had proven myself to the coaching staff, but you always saw Kirby held him to such a high level. Those guys were fiery, highly competitive. They would get after each other in the middle of football games. That, that's just the relationship they had. And that came from Stetson being in college seemingly for 15 years. Those guys knew each other like the back of one another's hands, and it proved to be very fruitious in the heat of battle, knowing how to play on one another. That just does not come around very often. Carson Beck, different cat. Okay, everybody's different from Stetson Bennett, and nobody has the resume of what Stetson Bennett just finished up with. Now, what do I mean by different? Well, when Carson got his chance, he even said it on a podcast of his own. He, he wasn't ready. 
that was a moment for him that set him back. I mean, mentally, probably physically, he definitely went into a show. He's like, oh my gosh, do I have what it takes? He has said this out loud. This is not me making it up. Now is his turn. This is his team. I think it's very obvious if you are reading what's coming out of Georgia's training camp right now that the guys trust him. He's performing well. Uh, he, he has faced those demons, if you want to call them that, head on. Hey, I've waited my turn. Hey, I've watched Stetson. And I'll be the first to say this. Now, this is me talking. I thought Carson looked much more comfortable in games last year. I don't care what the scoreboard said. He looked a lot more in control of his own talent when he got the chance to perform last year. And that was big for him knowing, hey, I'm probably going to come back. And this is my opportunity to take over. This is my opportunity to be the guy at Georgia. How will Kirby Smart manage his relationship with Carson Beck? The most beautiful part about that is that they will have time to figure out their in-game, how simpatico they are, tit-for-tat, communication, when do you press him, when do you pat him on the ass, when do you hit him on the ass, all of that stuff because of Georgia's schedule. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB. Okay, those are the first four games of the year. Georgia should win those four games by an average margin of 35-plus points. I'm not sold on South Carolina. I'd be a little bit more worried if the game were in Columbia. I'm not sold on South Carolina. Georgia has way more depth than South Carolina. Georgia has way more talent than South Carolina. And if you look over the past two years, what Kirby Smart's done to Shane Beamer from a head coach to head coach matchup, uh, Shane's just not there yet. And I like Shane a lot. Wish him all the success. If that game were later on in the season, I might be a little bit more hesitant than to say Georgia will wipe the floor with South Carolina. Yes, I said that. Bookmark this podcast. Come back to it after week three. Double check me. Georgia should have no issues whatsoever for the first four games of the season. That will be a great opportunity. And I, I implore you to watch the mannerisms of how Kirby Smart communicates with Carson Beck in game and compare it to what it was like with Stetson a year ago, two years ago. Those guys, feisty, competitive, fiery, they feed off each other. That's how they knew how to get the best out of one another. It will be markedly different for Kirby Smart and Carson Beck. That's just my, my, my prerogative, I guess you could say. That, that's my perspective. That is what my thought process is for. The biggest change for Georgia heading into 2023, thankfully, they will have time to figure out what that on-field relationship looks like. So put that in your memory bank. Let me know what you think. I, I, I think I have something there. That's my thought process for sure. SEC West, let's take a look over there real quick. Feels like people are doubting Alabama. And I've been around long enough to know that that's not the smartest thing to do. A lot of love for LSU and Brian Kelly coming back for their second season in 2023. Yeah, they won the SEC West last year. I, I know that. Yeah, they beat Alabama last year. Uh, believe me, I know that. And obviously, the biggest reason why people are picking LSU over Alabama 
is around the quarterback position. Jaden Daniels is back. Jaden Daniels, he played much better as the season progressed. A year ago, he's back, same offense, a lot of talent, a lot of depth, of course. And Alabama has question marks around their quarterback position. Jalen Milrow got a lot of burn last year. Is he the guy? Is he ready? Seems like he's getting the best chance to be Alabama's number one quarterback, followed closely by Ty Simpson and then Tyler Buckner, the transfer from Notre Dame. New offensive coordinator as well at Alabama. Tommy Reese comes in from Notre Dame. Young guy, good success at Notre Dame. Alabama has a new defensive coordinator as well, Kevin Steele, a guy with a ton of SEC experience. Here's the thing about Alabama. They have a shitload of talent. They still do. Will they get back to bully ball? Uh, Joyless murder ball, I think is what they called it during SEC media days. That's what my expectation would be. If you see Nick Saban's mannerisms when he's talking to the media, now during camp, he's smiling. He's like almost joyful. He loves it. It's reverse rat poison. This is what he's always had to fight. Now he doesn't have to fight it. His team is motivated by people saying they're not going to be good enough. I think Alabama's going to win the SEC West. I think we're set up for another Alabama versus Georgia SEC championship game. It's not to say LSU's going to be bad. I just think Alabama is still the class of the SEC West. I know there's historically a lot of success for SEC coaches specifically, in their second season, I know Brian Kelly had a great first season in Baton Rouge. I just think Alabama is going to find a way. It's probably the smart thing to do. Do not fade Nick Saban and Alabama. Don't do it. You're going to get hurt doing it. Okay, I've tried it in the past. I don't recommend it. The SEC West is relatively pretty loaded. What about Texas A&M? Jimbo Fisher's got to put it together. They do have a lot of talent. They dealt with a ton of injuries a year ago. Bobby Petrino now the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Regardless, however, Jimbo dodged those questions during SEC media days. I don't know why he did. You better let Petrino call those plays. I think Texas A&M could have a pretty surprising season as well. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. They might surprise one or two teams later on in the season, but I don't think they're going to fight for the SEC West title. I go with Alabama there. I go with Georgia out of the East. Who's my surprise team? Okay. Tennessee. And it's not the way that you might think a surprise is coming. I think Tennessee's preseason win total is set at nine games. A lot of hype in Knoxville. A lot of hype in Knoxville. Joe Milton, he can throw the ball 400 yards in the air. Joe Milton's got all the intangibles. Guys, they lost a lot from last season. They did. Hendon Hooker, most notably, who should have been a Heisman finalist alongside Stetson Bennett. He's gone. Hendon Hooker was a phenomenal quarterback. Jalen Hyatt, who won the Bolitnikoff Award as the nation's best wide receiver, he's gone. Cedric Tillman, who was a physical freak at the other wide receiver position, he's gone. I think the expectations might be a little too high in Tennessee. It's tough to replace those types of explosive playmakers. I'm not saying Joe Milton doesn't have all the talent in the world. He, he absolutely does. All I'm saying is that it will be tough for him to live up to Hendon Hooker's standards, which is what happened last year for the Tennessee Volunteer Faithful. I'm going to go under nine wins for Tennessee. I know. Look, I know. 
I think Tennessee regresses a little bit from last year. They faltered, and then they got it back together and wiped the floor with Clemson in the Orange Bowl. It's a lot of excitement in Knoxville. I know it is. I just think they regress a little bit. So that's going against the grain because November 18th, Georgia goes to Knoxville. Yes, that will be a huge game. I'm not saying Tennessee's going to be bad by any means. I'm not saying Tennessee doesn't have an opportunity to knock off Georgia late in the season by any means. I just think the standard and the expectation that that fan base has and probably that the team itself has heading into this season based on what happened a year ago, which was a magical season, Outside of that horrible loss to South Carolina, my God. Tennessee might have a little bit longer of a 2023 season than what they and their fans possibly expect. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. It's my quick SEC preview on this season seven kickoff show of punt and pass riding solo. Did I forget anything else? I cannot wait for college football. Just a few short weeks away. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Punt and Pass podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Jake is at Jake Fromm. He'll be back again once NFL training camps wrap up. It's so fun to be back in the mix. Hit me up on social media. Send me an email, puntandpass at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. What do you want to see more of this season? What would you like me to talk about? Do you want me to bring in some guests week in and week out? Do you like punt and the poor man being on the feed? I do, so it's probably not going to change, but I'd love to know what you think. Have you enjoyed punt and the poor man? Who do you think we should have on punt and the poor man as the 2023 college football season gets underway? Let me know. I'm all ears. This is the podcast for the people. The Punt and Pass podcast. And of course, it's presented to us, to all of us, by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks, the best daily fantasy game in the world. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, P U N T, PUNT. That gets you a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Promo code PUNT. Head on over to Prize Picks. Check out that college football season board. Tons of action with Major League Baseball as well. The Braves are so good. I hope they win the World Series. That would be phenomenal. We'll keep tabs on that as the season continues to roll on. But head on over to Prize Picks. Fire up an entry. You can win 10x or 25x your money. There's no better place. I cannot wait to give you guys some winners once the season gets here. Just a few short weeks away. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Puntandpass.com, at Puntandpass on Twitter and Instagram. Holler at me as well, and we will talk to you next week. See ya. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, 
or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. 